0: Good morning. Good to see you this morning. Would you direct your attention to the stage as our choir begins our worship this morning?
1: Good morning and thank you choir for that song. Today is a special day. Uh, We're in Missions in Action Sunday and so there's a lot of exciting things planned for today. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. Let me welcome our visitors that are with us today. If you're a guest of ours, please take one of the care cards. It's located there in the pew rack in front of you and fill in your information. We'd like to at least uh, send you something from Pitts Baptist to thank you uh, for being with us today in worship on the back of the care card is a place for all of us to fill in prayer requests if you have a prayer need uh, the staff wants to know about that and be praying for you those will get directed to the right people so take a moment and that's for everyone to fill in prayer requests as you leave today uh, there are wooden boxes on the round tables you can place those there uh, as you leave this morning again thank you for being with us today again today is mission in action sunday Uh, you're going to be seeing pictures of uh, uh, our trips that we've been taking over the last several months Uh, You're going to be hearing testimonies today. We have a a very special speaker with us. Uh, He's not a stranger to some of you that have been on the Alaska trip. But uh, Bill and Becky Little are with us this morning. And Bill's going to be speaking. They're right down here to my left behind Pastor Scott. So we're excited to hear uh, a message from Bill this morning. We know he's been preparing for that and that the Lord's going to use him today. So be praying for Bill. Last year, uh, let me just say this, we had a mission trip information night Uh, back at the beginning of the year. We're planning to do that again uh, with the mission committee. I think this past year we had more people. I don't know the exact number but just knowing the sheer numbers of people that went on every one of those trips, we had more of you involved last year in missions than I can remember ever before. And so that thrills my heart to know that. I know it does, Pastor Scott. Uh, Last year we took up more in our, Annie, our, our Lottie Moon Christmas offering than we've ever taken up in our history that I know of, uh, one of the six figures uh, of you giving towards missions. Folks, thank you for your faithfulness in giving and going in missions. Be listening for that information uh, meeting that's coming up. It'll be coming up soon, highlighting all the trips that we do next year. Uh, we're going to be having a partnership with Uh, Brother Bill in Alaska, so we'll be sending more teams up there, uh, so you'll be hearing more about that very soon. And then also, uh, Robbie Jones is coming right after I'm done to share with us about our Harvest Missions offering, which we take up on this Sunday. Uh, Hopefully you received a green envelope as you came in. All of those funds go to help support all of you that go on mission trips. We subsidize the trips. It's not totally paid for, but a percentage of every trip that you guys take with us is subsidized by that offering. And this year it will probably go back to zero. And so it's important. We we need your help with that. Uh, So anyway, that's coming up and and Robbie will say more about that. Don't forget about Trunk or Treat this Wednesday night. Uh, We need candy for that. You see the bins and the foyers of this building and the core, Uh, the food trucks will be here at six. Uh, The trunk should be open from 6.30 to eight. That's this Wednesday night and uh, we're excited, had a lot of interest on social media of people showing interest in coming. So please plan to be here and have your schedule set up, your trunk set up, we'll have candy to your trunk and the the food trucks we had this year look amazing. I don't even wanna talk about them because it's gonna make me hungry, but they're great, the ones that are coming. Also ladies are encourage her mentoring ministry. Today is the last day to get signed up for that, whether you're a mentee or a mentor If you would go by the information desk, Uh, this is really to encourage ladies 18 to 25. And we've got a lot of them coming to our Epic ministry. Please go by and get that. It would be great for you to sign up uh, to have a mentor, somebody just to to throw things off of and to meet with. And so we want you to go by and get signed up. Today's the last day to do that. And then don't forget about Operation Christmas Child. Uh, Our collection week is November 15th through the 22nd. And we need an army of volunteers to help with that with all the other churches bringing their boxes here. And so uh, be thinking about that. Go by and get a box and then sign up for a slot with Miss Shannon uh, as you go by. She's got all those sign-up sheets back there. Also, a new announcement. Our Thanksgiving service uh, is coming up the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll have a service and a meal down in the core. The meal starts at 5 o'clock at $6 uh, per meal for that. You can get tickets for that. And then the service, you don't have to come to the meal the service starts at 6, and we'll be having some, some testimonies and uh, some time of Thanksgiving, uh, and then also observing the Lord's Supper during that service. So some special things coming up. You want to mark your calendar. Be sure to look online. All of those announcements are on there, and uh, get the, that information from the online announcements that go out every Friday. Robbie Jones is coming. Talk to us a little more about Harvest. Good morning. I um, wanted to talk to you
2: for a minute about what the Harvest Fund is. A number of years ago, the Mission Committee, um, our church gives the missions in a couple different ways. The first is the Cooperative Program. It is sponsored through the Southern Baptist, and that is a percentage of our budget every year that goes to Cooperative Program to fund uh, mission work of the Southern Baptist. We also have many missionaries. If uh, Some of the members of our church have children on the field, um, and then other organizations that we've worked with in the past that are in our regular yearly giving budget, okay? And, and it's a good structure. It's over and above, uh, what, which is what Pitts wants to be about. But a number of years ago, we realized that all that was good, but we needed a way to send our people out. And so we created the Harvest Missions Fund. And once a year, during this, this Sunday, Missions in Action, we have an opportunity to give to this what this fund does it does not buy materials it sends people the the verse in the bible talks about uh, labor and and the harvest is plentiful we want to send our people out to missions this year we sent 64 people from this church to alaska to new york to some other areas just this year from this fund um since the inception, I went back, and this number is not exact, but it's somewhere, this fund has funded 322 people since we started it about five or six years ago, okay? Um, so it's an important fund, and you know what? We have designated funds in the church. We like those to stay positive. This is the one fund we want to go to zero every year, because you know what that means? That means we're sending the gospel out to, of Jesus Christ to a world that needs it so if you don't have one of these envelopes ushers are in the back if you need one uh, raise your hand and they'll get you one uh, or, or go back and get you one because uh, we're going to take up an offering this morning um, if you don't have your checkbook we have ways of giving online now um, and it, it's pretty simple and i see someone up here that needs one up here ushers if you want to give them one thank you and um, so but that's what this harvest is about it's about sending people out to reach a lost and dying world With the gospel of jesus christ and it's been highly effective and i just encourage you this is a way that some of you might can't go but you can give and and we don't give out of grudging or necessity we give out of the joyfulness of our hearts that's what god wants us to do so i encourage you this morning uh, give and give generously god always sends it back and he blesses us because of our willingness to do mission work find me a good church a good church is all about missions and always active in missions so this morning uh as as you come down know that you're giving uh for a good cause a cause that sends our people from this church this harvest fund doesn't send anybody by our church it also sends missionaries like uh um brandon brooks and and katie cloyser you know we help with short-term missions she's in a long-term project now but there were times she went on short-term and they can apply to the commission committee and we we give them funding and it has parameters set up we don't give way more to someone than others it, it's very well guarded and has parameters and very responsible with the money but man it, it it thrills my heart to see this fund go to zero it's the only one that thrills my heart to go to zero so bless the lord thank you uh, there's, i'm sorry there's going to be um a special music now and then after that there's going to be two testimonies one from janet blanford who went to alaska and then after that uh, shannon Nalbone, who went uh to new york okay thank you
0: and then after that there'll be a chance for you to bring your offerings so you can uh, be getting those ready and we'll do that a little bit later in the service why not you stand with me as we sing together god so loved the world that's why we go out is to tell this great message that god loved you so much he sent his son jesus to save us amen let's sing together
3: For God. way. Amen. Yeah. is waiting. God so the world.
0: Amen. You may be seated.
4: Well, good morning. I have been asked to spend a few minutes to tell you about two different trips that we were able to take to Alaska this year. Robbie originally told me I had two minutes. I can't do justice for two trips in two minutes, but there are going to be some pictures going on behind us of both of the trips, both Alaska and New York. So use your imagination, look at the pictures, and I'll try to fill in some blanks along the way. But before I get into talking about Alaska, I just want to also uh, echo what Kevin said. Thank you for being such a mission-minded church. Not all churches are like this, if you don't know that. But you all prayerfully, gleefully send people out, whether it's across the state across our country, or across the world. You financially support us. You prayerfully support us. We had people sending us text messages while we were there saying, just want you to know we're praying for you. And that just means so much. You have no idea. So let me tell you about Alaska in one word. It's amazing. And Alaska had been a dream trip of my husband's for about 40 years. But like many of us, we have a dream that over years, the dreams just begin to fade if you don't get to do them. Over the years, that dream was fading. Imagine our surprise when earlier this year Robbie and Kevin cornered us to see if we'd be willing to be leaders of a mission trip They didn't tell us where it was right off the bat They were telling us about the pastor and his wife telling us about the projects that needed to be done and a lot of things about The needs of the area and we were so intrigued, but I was sitting there thinking Please don't let this be Africa or Asia. (laughs) I don't even have a passport So it has to be in the United States And I couldn't believe it when they finally got around to saying it was in Wasilla, Alaska. They didn't know about James's dream that had died over the years. But he and I just looked at each other and said, are you kidding me? I can't even believe that. And they asked us to go home and prayerfully consider being leaders of this team. And you should lead into that prayerfully considering it because now that we've led a team, Uh, it's no joke. And so uh, I went home and I'll be honest, I was praying, just thanking God for opening this door for James to finally get to his beloved Alaska. We were so excited. We packed our bags and we took off with our team of 11. And before that trip, all I had heard about was that we were going to be building two showers. We're putting in two showers. Well, that's great. And that's going to take two or three people. We got a team of 11. I didn't know what the rest of us were supposed to be doing. But when we got there, Pastor Bill, the visionary that he is, had this huge chalkboard And it was chock full of projects he'd like to see done at his church over some period of time. Very overwhelming list. But we got there, and I want to tell you, by the end of that week, we had been able to line through almost everything on that list. We even added things to the list so that we could line through it to show him how many things we did that even he didn't know we were going to accomplish that week. Nothing short of amazing, but I will say it was because we had the perfect team, the team that God ordained for that trip. We worked together like a well-oiled machine and got so much done I couldn't believe it myself and we did get to see a few things in Alaska but most of our memories were made within the walls of Journey Church and I wouldn't have had it any other way. Working shoulder to shoulder with people that I didn't even know from this church until that trip that we built lasting friendships that we will have now forever and that was worth more than seeing any of the beauty of Alaska although it is amazing. Now we left there knowing there were other projects left to be done. We didn't do everything. Most notably was that they needed cabinets in their kitchen. If it was going to be a functioning, warm and welcoming kitchen, it really needed cabinets. They had a bedroom dresser they were using for pots and pans. They had a piece of plywood that had a skirt around it hiding some of the storage. And we knew that they really did need kitchen cabinets. So that was the big thing we wanted to do, but there were some other projects. So before our wheels of the plane touched down back in Charlotte, We were already planning the next trip because we knew there were projects left to be done. So later in the summer this year, we started trying to put together our next team. And that was a little more problematic than the first trip because, as most of you know, COVID had reared its head in a big way here in our church and was really wreaking havoc. And we had a lot of people that had interest in going, but they didn't feel comfortable going because nobody wants to go to Alaska and get COVID and get stuck there, right? So uh, we had people that wanted to go but couldn't. Some people were signing up and then backing out. Other people would sign up and other people would back out. It was really frustrating a little bit. Our team finally got put together the week before we left. And looking back, I know that the reason for that is because that was the team. We had to have people coming and going because the team that we finally ended up with was a perfect team for that trip. And again, we get over there, we get more accomplished than we could have ever dreamed. The cabinets are in and they're beautiful. I hope you'll see pictures of that in a minute. Um, We did a lot of other projects, but the big project we wanted to do on this trip was a back-to-school bash. We wanted to get the public to come to Journey Church. It's not a standalone church with a big steeple that you would drive down the road and go, that looks like a nice church, let's go there. It's actually in a strip mall way back off the road along with a FedEx store, a daycare, uh, electronics repair place, and then there's Journey Church. You wouldn't necessarily see it. So we thought we need to have an event and get people to come to Journey Church and play with us all day. And then maybe they'll come back the next day and worship with us. So we were putting together a back-to-school bash with bounce houses for kids, burgers, brats, bingo. Doesn't that sound cute? And we had a gorgeous flyer. and We worked all week distributing that flyer all over the community. We wanted to have a huge crowd come and play with us on Saturday. And we were actually going to be leaving that night on the red eye, but then hoping that after playing all day with us, that they would come back and worship with Pastor Bill and Becky the next day. But we woke up Saturday morning and realized we had to cancel our back to school bash. Three people on our team had tested positive for COVID. We didn't feel like it was probably prudent to invite the whole community to come hang out with us when we had some COVID positive people hanging out. So uh, we reluctantly put a sign on the door and canceled the back to school bash, immediately got on the phone canceling flights for the three people that had COVID. Plus my husband, because as the leader of the team, we leave no man behind and he was gonna stay back to make sure they had their needs met before they could all come home safely. I came on home that night with the rest of the team And nine days later, we were all reunited, all is well that ends well, so it worked out great. It was a wonderful week, again, accomplished so many things. Uh, We're not going to give Satan any glory in how it went off the rails a little bit at the end. It was a great week, and I do want to go back. I want to go back this summer because the heavy lifting has been done. The construction has been done, the big projects, it's shining like a new penny in that church. It's clean, it's warm, it's welcoming, it's inviting. Now we need people to come and see it. So what I would love to do is go back this summer more in a discipleship and um, outreach uh, instead of doing all the construction and the cleaning and the getting dirty. Um, People need to find that church. As much as Alaska is wonderful, it is also, in our country, the worst state for depression, uh, uh, drug abuse, alcoholism. Um, it's, it's, It's sad. There's so many statistics that go with it that are unpleasant. They need Jesus. And so now that we've got the church ready for them, we need to find the people and bring them to Journey Church. So if you've been looking at pictures and you're seeing things going, wow, that's pretty. I hope we've shown some pretty pictures. There's our board that had all of our projects. Um, But if you're seeing it and you're thinking, I need to go there, the answer is yes, you do. And I would love to take you along with James. We'd love to take you back because Alaska truly is amazing.
5: off, Church I'd like to say thank you for the way that y'all do support missions and how you have allowed us this privilege to go out and um, love on the people that are in this world that need it um, mine was a little bit like James I had always dreamed of going to New York City uh, I had thought it'd just be a neat thing to just go and see Christmas time one time that was just a heart's desire of mine and then after last summer with all the riots and everything I was like I'm good thank you um, <laughs> and then god is like oh no you're going (laughs) Um, so i just love how god has a great sense of humor and um and he works on those personal dreams without us knowing and just those little things that speak to us Uh, i just felt so privileged to be on this trip i felt like i was literally giving god my crumbs and he just multiplied and multiplied and multiplied um he he gave us lots of um opportunities to serve him while we were there uh Logan Dagley is the preacher of the church that we went to. And that was a really neat full circle moment for me because I had babysat Logan Dagley when he was this very shy, hardly spoke two words child, and now he is preaching the gospel. And so I cried as I watched him proclaim the gospel to his congregation and was just very thankful to be able to um, have that privilege to see him at work. Uh, What the church is doing there is phenomenal. I was so, um, I've been to a city a few years ago that was a very dark feeling city and I felt like I, I never really want to come back here again and I kind of felt like that's what New York City was going to feel like but it didn't I felt so much light hope and encouragement while I was there what Logan and his family purposefully moving to New York City to spread the gospel there are lots of other families that have moved there with him and when we were able to do part of what the team did uh, vacation Bible school like thing in the park that was near the church and then There was a construction team in the church as well. The the church was built in 1864, so it needs a little bit of construction help. And so James, um, oh my goodness, James Jordan and Danny Brown and Kevin Seeger, they all were working so hard. And we had a lot of the other thing that was really special about our trip is that we had a a multi-generational trip. There were college kids. All the way up to uh, people in their 60s on this trip so that was a really neat opportunity that we don't get to have every day in our church um, exposure so that was a a neat thing to see and the college kids worked really hard and the ones in their 60s worked really hard so it was um, it was a fantastic thing to see the body of Christ at work and all the different talents that God has given us uh, to be able to serve in all the different ways that he allows us to serve and what i saw at that church was a lot of hope there were a lot of young families when we opened up um, the park we had at least 50 children coming every day we had three different age groups and it was so phenomenal to see the excitement and joy they had to come to bible school every morning and to um, and their parents were very thankful for the privilege and opportunity too and and the college kids that were working with park slope there in new york city were such a blessing to us too and an encouragement and so it's so neat how god uses the body of christ not only to go and serve and to spread the gospel but to encourage one another it was a very encouraging trip for me for that aspect and then much like the last alaska trip on wednesday we arrived on saturday on wednesday we had three tests positive for covid So that was another thing. We learned a lot about keeping our hands open. And just whatever God has in store for us is what we will do. And so just trying to learn and navigate and figure out how do we continue to minister? What is the right thing to do? How do we get home um, with three COVID positive people? And we've all been exposed and just trying to figure all that out. But it was so amazing to see how God showed up. I mean, he literally just kept showing up. He kept showing up. And kept showing up and it was also such a beautiful gift to see the unity of the body of christ there because that is a little bit of a trying time and everybody worked so well and so hard that day because we thought it was going to be our last day because we thought we'd have to just leave we worked from 8 a.m till 12:30 p.m that night Um, getting as much done as we could because we really wanted to have those construction things one of the things that we were working on was an office remodel and then also finishing a bathroom you saw some pictures up there and unfortunately we were not able to get finished every last thing but we were able to get them in a really good position because of how unbelievably hard our team worked to get it done and I also have to brag on our leadership it was that was another thing God was teaching me, watching Kevin Seeger struggle to not be able to lead us because he was one of our COVID patients. Uh, it was it was just a gift to watch his love for his pe- the people of Christ and also his desire to get what God had intended for him to get done. And also we saw the, that leadership in Robbie Jones as well. We are so blessed in this church to have the people that we do. And I just felt privileged to come alongside and to see um To see the body at work it was just an encouragement for my walk and um and just to be able to get to know other people in the body of christ better but the best part was about two weeks ago kevin sent out an email showing how full the church is now that church when we worshiped um, that morning was probably a quarter full and he showed pictures where the rooms were just full of people worshiping and wanting to be part of the community groups there so what we planted and worked on even though we didn't get to see it to fruition is now continuing and happening and that is just such a tremendous blessing we never know what seeds we plant and how how much they will grow but God is the multiplier of all things but I'd like to say again thank you so much church for sending us because it was just a really wonderful encouragement to our walks and I think a lot of us grew in ways we never expected and we're stretched in ways we never expected to be and we all made it home safely and we're all covid free now so very thankful so thank you again
0: Amen would you stand with me as we continue worship together and as we sing if you'd like to bring your offerings and place them in this travel trunk at the foot of our pulpit you do that during this song. Let's sing together. God's mercy is more.
3: What love could remember, no wrongs we have done. All nation, all knowing, he counts not their son thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many, his mercy i the all us his blood was the payment his life was the cost we stood neither
6: Hi, I'm Kevin Knight from Pitts Baptist Church in Concord, North Carolina. Welcome to Wasilla, Alaska. Our youth have been engaged in uh, VBS in the parks here, local parks in Wasilla, Alaska, doing puppets, games, rec, crafts, uh, ICs, all in an effort to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm incredibly blessed to, to be able to work with the students at Pitts Baptist Church one of our goals is to take our students uh before they graduate on an international trip and then a stateside trip. And it's incredible to see the talents that come together to perform such tasks. Uh, I'm incredibly blessed to have uh the help of parents to come alongside me to make these trips possible. But they're very talented in what they've done as far as skits and puppets, backyard Bible schools. It's just right up their alley and I'm just very thankful to, to come alongside them and partner with them in ministry. Pittsburgh Church, um, as a youth pastor, I just want to say thank you for allowing our students to come on such a trip. To see them grow in their faith and mature in their faith uh, during this week is just incredible, incredibly gratifying and uh, I truly appreciate your love, your support, your prayers.
7: From Alaska, from Wasilla, home of Sarah Palin. <laughs> home of Sarah Palin. Just so you know that. Yes, I know her. Not personally. I've met her. Uh, I've seen her house. Uh, I taught her kids in in school. I won't mention anything about the kids. What state you know happens there stays there. I do have a little thing. Becky, can you grab the gold pen? Uh, I I want to start off with a little thank you from. Uh, Journey Church, just stay up here for a second. Uh, Journey Church, Alaska. We've hosted somewhere near 600 missionaries since 1998. Uh, we've gone on mission trips ourselves, and uh, when we people come to Alaska to help us, we were we would give them a momentum of our uh, of our appreciation. And normally it was a ulu, but TSA didn't like them to bring a knife back through the you know, thing. An ulu is a knife, by the way. Uh, and so uh, that was the first trip. Second trip, we'd give them a gold pan. Well, uh, you guys were so generous and sent so many people. Uh, I, I counted 46, Robbie, uh, counting Robbie three times. Uh, <laughs> he would have come the fourth time, but uh, he couldn't get away. Uh, but we brought. you brought 46 people to alaska and it's just appropriate that we uh, do something a little bit more than the Ulu. so pastor uh... could you come up here for just a minute uh... this is a gold pen. it says uh... from journey church in deepest appreciation, alaska mission team 2021 to pitts baptist church concord north carolina it doesn't say concord but you know where you're at so <laughs> but i just want to give that to you and you're getting a little video there so all right Thank you. Thank you for, for sending your folks, and thank you for your support. It's, it's just unbelievable, man. I'm, I'm humbled. Thank you. I want to start off this morning by saying welcome home, Ann Mosier. She knew me when I was mischievous. <laughs> Don't ask any more than that, just mischievous. Uh, a friend of ours in North Augusta, that I grew up with, reminded me of just how mischievous I was, and that's why I'll never run for public office. (laughs) Uh, Our other friends, Ken Susan Safer from Dunsmount and Shaw Air Force Base, uh, military uh, times together. This is is welcome home. I'm going to mention some things that there's people here that will recognize what I'm talking about. My dad, Bain Moss Little, Stanfield, North Carolina grew up on Big Lick Road. You know the White House as you come down the hill? On the right-hand side, he was born in that house. My mom, mama, she grew up in Oakboro. Uh, Dad would go from Stanfield, Big Lick Road, over to Oakboro to pick her up. And then he'd take her out for an ROC Cola and a Moon Pie. (laughs) Uh, There was a country store somewhere that they'd pull in, and that's where they went on their dates. Uh, Mom was a McClellan. My dad was a little, of course, and uh, their families were the Deeses and Moss from around that area, and they've been in that area since the 1800s, so this is this is welcome home. My cousin and his family, aunt and uncle, lived out on Penager Road. I was just talking to somebody earlier, uh, secretary for the church, wherever she's at, uh, saw her, but uh, we were talking about... Uh, m M&M m Cash Grocery. I used to go there and get uh, a pack of crackers or a bag of peanuts and a Coca-Cola. You know what it's like. Uh, so, this is Old Home Week. I lived in Salisbury, Greensboro, Statesville, Durham, and Greensboro again uh, throughout my uh, time uh, the last 45, 50 years. And I, I know this area well. Been through many of the streets here. My dad... Retired here and lived here for a number of years after uh, my mom passed away. So, this is old home week. This is welcome home. I'm one of you. And even more so now, after you've sent 46 people to Alaska to help us Uh, 64 people all total to Alaska and New York. And uh, Mark Abernathy showed you the video or did the video, but he didn't tell you how that happened. The way it happened was I was driving in Seward, Alaska in February to do a job. My phone rang and it was a Cary, North Carolina number. And I don't normally answer crank calls. You know what I'm talking about, right? And and so I said, well, I might know somebody in Cary. So I answered the phone and said, hello, this is Bill. And the guy on the other end said, "Uh, hey, Bill, is this Pastor Bill? I said, yeah. He said, this is Mark Abernathy, Baptist State Convention. Do you remember me? I said. Yes, I remember you, 400 missionaries. You think I'd forget you? Yes, I know who you are. He says, well, I called because we're starting back up the North Carolina-Alaska partnership. By the way, Alaska knew nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, Somehow, he, he, God's provision, he contacted me first. And he said, have you got anything to do? Do you want a team? And can you send me a request? I said, yes, yes, and yes. That was Monday at 12 o'clock in Seward, 4 o'clock here. And I went to the military uh, rec camp there and got on the computer and sent him uh, four or five requests, which he redid Tuesday morning and sent to me to show me how he was doing it. And he said, I'll send it out, but I can't guarantee anything. Thursday morning, he called me. Now, the background of that is, as you know, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, Malawi was canceled due to COVID. And so, uh, Scott, right? You and Scott? Kevin. Uh, Robbie and Kev- Kevin separately said, okay, let's pray about what to do, where to go. And they came back together a couple of days later, walked into the office, and without any prompting, both of them said, what did God tell you? And both of them said, Alaska, and then Mark contacts them. Is this not the hand of God? God is preparing something in Alaska for for Journey Church. I don't know exactly what that is, but I'm excited to see what that might be and excited to be partnering with God in what he plans to do. So, what's the message? I, I think the message is a bit redundant for your church and what I've heard so far about missions and your support. It's amazing. Turn to your Bibles if you have one. And if you don't, you can use your little app on your phone. I prefer you to have a hard copy. You know, I like the hands-on paper. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Very familiar verses for you. And I'm actually going to start in 7 and go through 9. But Acts 1, 8 will be the focal passage as we get into the message. By the way, is Carly here? Carly from the youth group? Carly? Gabe said, hi. <laughs> young Gabe at Journey Church is smitten with Carly. <laughs> young, Ga- young Gabe had nothing to do all summer. And I said, well, you can come hang out at the church. And literally, he was sitting across from the table, and he was just like. <laughs> and I had to pick him up and take him home because he didn't have a ride. And he wanted to be there every day. So he says hi. <laughs> and uh, by the way, a little bit further details on Kevin, your, your associate pastor uh, for youth, right? Youth pastor. Uh, Kevin was a member at Mount Vernon Baptist Church with Bud Russell. And Mount Vernon and Bud Russell came to our other church in Eagle River at Valley View and brought a team up and did a bunch of work for us with uh, landscaping. And it's like God just meshed us together, guys. He just He just set this up. I can't I can't, can't explain it. I can't, uh, but I'm I'm just uh, I'm in awe of what He's done. So Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm gonna start in seven and we'll go through nine. Uh, he said to them, He being Jesus, this is God's word, this is the recorded events of God, Jesus ascending back into heaven. And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or epochs, times or seasons, which the Father has fixed by his own authority. That's the answer to the question about when are all these things going to happen and you're going to establish your kingdom and stop all this crazy stuff. Kind of want to know that today, don't we? Well, there's your answer. It's not for you to know. It's up to the Father. He says, instead of that, worry about this, concern yourself with this, get to work on this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. I think that's Malawi, I'm not sure, but close. it's, it's around the corner from there. And after he said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of his sight. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and how it speaks to us, and Lord, I just thank you and praise you uh, for Pitts Baptist Church, all those who gave for the harvest offering today and in the past to support the 46 people who came to Alaska and the rest that went even to New York Lord, it's just, it's amazing that they were able to do that and participate in all the events and things that they're doing to further the kingdom of God to the uttermost parts of the earth, in Christ's name, amen. So I want to take you through this passage, verse 8, a couple of words at a time. Let's start with you are, who is the you are, or you or y'all? If it's southern, it's y'all, right? Y'all, Jesus goes... You all, y'all, who's he talking to? He's talking to his disciples. By the way, guess who you are? You're disciples. You're Christ followers. You're members of the kingdom of God. You're children of the heavenly father. You and I. That's who we are. This passage is written to us, not to the rest of the world. It's written to us, and he's saying, you will be my disciples will be my church will be pits will be journey church will be witnesses actually the word there in most versions is shall be and i wrote military do, uh, directives regulations tech orders lesson plans and everything else and i was taught when i was getting school on how to do that that the word in the military Should or shall was a directive. It was a a direct command. You can't get by this. You know what that word means, right? It means you shall not go above 70 miles an hour on the interstate. You shall not run that red light. You shall not uh, poach deer out of season. You shall not do the things that are wrong. And you shall do the things that are right. When they uh, taught us uh, to do jobs in the military, they said, you should do it this way. You shall do it this way. And that was the right way. We followed a specific set of directions. We called them checklists. This is a checklist. You shall be. Be is an imperative that means you sh- you should be doing this. You shall do this. You will do this. And if I could point it out this way, help nail this point home a little bit, you're either going to be one, a good one, or you're going to not be a good one. You're going to either be a, a good witness or you're going to be a poor witness. You're going to be a positive witness or you're going to be a negative witness by our actions and by our our things that we uh, by the things that we do. I was in uh, Burlington, North Carolina at the Cracker Barrel coming back from a conference. <laughs> Becky's going, hoo, hoo. Uh, by the way, Cracker Barrel after lunch, Sunday fried chicken today, Okay, just so you know. We were there, and as is Becky's and uh, my habit, we asked the server, is there anything we can pray for you about before we bless our food, or as we're blessing our food? And She said, uh, yeah, but you've got to answer me one question. I said, uh, okay, what's the one question? She said, you're a preacher, right? I said, yes, ma'am. That's the question? She said, no, this is the question. She says, what do you do every Sunday to make all those people so mad? I'm like, oops. Oops. Some people had been in her restaurant, in her table, and they had been poor, bad, negative witnesses. So we prayed for her for good, positive, witnesses that would leave generous tips and uh... we prayed for her and apologized on behalf of the church of jesus christ but it says you will be after you're going to receive power in order to do you're going to be able to do this because god's going to energize you but you shall be my witnesses witnesses what is a witness uh... i got called for jury duty a while a couple of weeks ago uh, Right at the start of hunting season. I'm like, no, I can't do that. And I called up the 1-800 number and they said, (laughs) courts canceled due to COVID. Thank you very much. (laughs) I didn't want to go anyway. But in court, you have witnesses who swear on or affirm on the Bible, used to. Nowadays, they don't do any of that. They just swear or affirm that they're going to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. You've seen Perry Mason. You've seen the court shows. Jesus is saying to us that you're going to be my witnesses and you're going to tell the story of what has happened to you, to certain people. We'll get to that in just a moment. By the way, I I put a note in my Bible. I make lots of notes in my Bible because that's the way I can remember things. And I wrote a note down a while back that uh, uh, Jonathan Falwell said. At a conference I was attending, he said this He said, The uttermost part of the world cannot be found within the four walls of the church. If you're going to the uttermost and you're being the witnesses, that's outside stuff. That's stuff you do outside the walls. Your witnesses here, too, yes, of course, but the witnesses that Jesus is talking about here are out the door. They're out in the world. They're where you go to the doctor's office, where you shop for groceries, where you, you uh, play ball and, and are involved in activities and, and such as that. Even at yard sales and thrift stores and uh, all the different things that you do, you're going to be witnesses. You're going to receive power. According to this passage, you're going to receive power, and you got that the day you were saved To be the witnesses that Jesus called you to be. You don't have to do it by yourself. It's scary sometimes. Had an 86-year-old lady at our church in Alaska who I took through the faith evangelism strategy. Her name was Goldie Klein. She was still teaching Sunday school at 86. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, senior citizens that are still out there on the front lines doing the, the work of the gospel. And we taught her faith evangelism strategy, so she left her house in, in Eagle River and started going down door-to-door door at 86 by herself, knocking on doors. She comes back to church, and she's telling the story, and she says, and you know what happened at this one house I went to? I couldn't believe it. I said, what happened, Miss Goldie? She said, the lady, when I asked her the questions, She ran me off the porch with a broom. But Goldie didn't get intimidated. She wasn't scared. Goldie was a tough old bird. She ran some poachers off of her land while she was homesteading in the 40s in Alaska, and her husband worked at Anchorage, and she was stuck out 50 miles away with nothing. No electricity, no running water in a cabin. You're going to be his witnesses. He gives, him, gives you the power. And he says there, it's not just witnesses, the witnesses of what has happened to you, but he's saying be my witnesses, not Bill's witnesses, not witnesses of anybody here, but of witnesses of... The the person who changed your life, who gave you eternal life, who saved you, forgave you of your sins. Some of us, he forgave more. Those of us that were mischievous growing up, he had a whole lot more work to do. And all you got to do is call Betty Felty in North Augusta and she'll tell you. She gave me one that I had completely forgot about doing, but it, it sounds like me. It must have been me. It wasn't really that bad. But guess what? The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, right? You know that verse. You've preached the verse, I'm sure. We've all sinned, every one of us, from the littlest I've got a three-year-old granddaughter that sins all the time. She's been sinning for a couple of years now. But I love her, man tell you what and uh, I call her cupcake and uh, she's living in Spokane now sweetest thing you ever want to know but she she's been she's sinned she's she's born into sin even though she's such an innocent child we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God but the good news about that is that that God provided a way out he goes on and says, Paul says, and as he's led by the Holy Spirit to write in 623, the wages of sin, the things you're getting, the things you should get paid for, the wages of sin, your paycheck, is death. Physical death, spiritual death. I'm sure everybody in here knows someone we lost, a loved one. My dad died in uh, and." right after January my mom died in 1993 and we can go back my family your family you know someone who passed away we've all sinned and come short the glory of God and and the wages of that is death but it's not the physical death that is the real curse it is part of the curse but the other part of the curse is that eternal death eternal separation from God is the wages that that people will will reap as a result of saying no to God. And it's interesting that Paul goes on to say, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that that while we were sinners, while we were uh, the ones that sinned and deserved death, we were called enemies of God. That's pretty strong language. Romans 5.10 says we were enemies of God while we didn't know Him. And then gives us the good news in Romans chapter 9, verse 10. It says, For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We're witnesses of that. And if you can't point to a place or point a time where you've done that, today's the day that you can nail down for certain that you have eternal life and forgiveness of sin. And then you become his witnesses, and then you're called to go. You can support missions and, and help fund things, even while you're still a sinner and lost and not, not forgiven and not going to heaven. You can still do that. People that, that have money and ability and means, they help all kinds of projects and things out. But in order to be witnesses of Jesus, my witnesses, we have to be Christ's disciple we have to be a born-again believer we have to be a Christ follower then we're his witnesses and then he gives us the plan he says the plan's simple here's the plan Jerusalem local missions so is missions evangelism and ministry in the Bible here you go missions evangelism ministry I, I flew down here in a plane And I was concerned, not at all, when I saw both wings on that plane. Because they're important to being able to fly, aren't they? You've got to have both wings. And in order to, 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 for for the success of the kingdom, it has to have both wings. It has to have all of them, missions, evangelism, ministry. It has to have those things. They all work in concert to further the kingdom of God and so right here it tells us missions ministry evangelism it Says, you're gonna be my witnesses evangelism mission ministry Jerusalem that was the town the city the capital city of David in Israel you're gonna be my witnesses in Jerusalem and they were the Bible says that 5,000 people 5,000 men prayed to receive Christ became a Christ follower the day of Pentecost and then each time they met after that, thousands upon thousands more, until it got to the point that Luke got tired of saying, and this thousand or that thousand, he started just saying, and God greatly multiplied them. I'm not good at math. I don't get the algebraic equations and stuff, but I can figure that out. Greatly multiply. That's what I'm hoping for Journey Church. Greatly multiply. The plan, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Then Judea, which is the region county. Concord, Cabarrus County. I used to know the DOM here. Good guy. Liked him. Great job. My dad was a member over at Bethlehem Baptist, over there uh, behind Sonic on the bypass. Uh, Buster Pig, it was his pastor, and he's over there about where Robbie lives now, pastoring a church. And I'm like, I know that guy. We will be witnesses not only in Concord, Cabarrus County, Wasilla, Matsu Valley, Alaska, North Carolina, Samaria. Samaria was not a place that they really wanted to go, but the Lord said, You're going to go there. And He sent them a few years later. They were forced out. And then to the uttermost parts of the world, Malawi. I've been to Kenya four times, Venezuela one time. Uh, I've taken the gospel to places like uh, Aldafra in the UAE with Brother Kenny here on Desert Storm. Uh, We took the gospel to the the air, air base there where we deployed during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Uttermost parts everywhere you go. A lot of people that come to Alaska have never been anywhere. They've never flown on a plane and to them that's the uttermost parts of the world that's the furthest they've ever been away from home but it says here you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world now the agenda is directly after that it says it right here uh, He says that you will be my witnesses. And we had to flip back to Matthew 28, 19, and 20 to really grasp the point there. But he's saying you'll do it now. You'll be my witnesses now, tomorrow, and to the end of the age until Jesus returns. So how long do we have to do missions, pastor? To a called home. How long do we have to be doing ministry. How long do we have to work till we're called home? How long do we have to do evangelism, pastor? Till we're called home. Pastor friend of mine that I led to the Lord as a teenager is down in Robeson County, Mike Bowen. You might know him. <laughs> You've been there, haven't you? I led him to Christ as a teenager after we kicked him out of Sunday school a number of times because he was so mischievous. Mike Bowen is leading more people to Christ than any pastor I know of at this time. I mean, he did a a funeral for somebody he knew, and he said like seven people prayed to receive Christ during the funeral. Well, guess what? This isn't a funeral. This is a, a church service, a message that I've been privileged to bring today as the pastor let me get behind his sacred desk here. And the call for you is, are you his witnesses? You're, you're doing the work. I, everything I've heard this morning, you're doing the work, but are you his witnesses? Are you in the kingdom? Are you a child of God? 100%, can you answer this question? If you died today, right now, would you die and go to heaven? If you don't know that for 100% sure, right now, today, then you need to know the second question what would you say to God when you got to heaven and he was to say why should I let you into my heaven it's only one answer for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life and you gave me the gift I have Jesus if you can't say that today if you've never Come to the point, place, or time where you said yes to Jesus. Today's the day. Now is the time. This is the hour. And all you have to do is say a quick little prayer. And I'm going to pray that prayer right now as you bow your heads and close your eyes. If you've never said that prayer before, if you've never said, Jesus, I need forgiveness, I'm, I'm a sinner, and I need to be saved. You've never said that prayer, and you've never asked Jesus to save you. You can't point to the place point in time that you did that. You're not 100% sure. Then all you have to do is do what Paul says in Romans 10, 9, and 10. I said not nine a minute ago, but it's 10, 9, and 10. It says, with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation, and with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. All you have to do is confess Jesus Christ in a prayer like this. It's not magical prayer. It's just a sample. You want to pray this prayer with me and ask Jesus to come into your life? Just say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and cannot save myself. I know I need to be forgiven of my sins, and I ask you to forgive me right now of my sin. Come into my life. Save me and take me to heaven when I die. I believe you died on the cross for me, in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for the opportunity to share my passion that you gave me of missions, ministry, and evangelism, my favorite subject in the New Testament, with the folks that we have come to know and love from Pitts Baptist Church in Concord, North Carolina. I pray, Father, you'll continue to bless these people, the pastor, the staff, every person uh, that that is involved in all the the mechanics of working here and and doing the kingdom work here that uh, all the members uh, that you would watch over them and protect them and lord continue to provide and bless them uh, in a mighty way and i just thank you for this opportunity lord and i pray these things in jesus name i'm gonna have an invitation now and if you prayed that prayer first time you ever prayed that prayer I'm going to ask the pastor to come down front and receive you. Uh, Becky and I will be down, and if you want to talk to us, uh, we'll be out down front, and you can come speak with us, and and, uh, we'll be happy to talk to you. But if you have an invitation now, and folks that prayed that prayer the first time, maybe you're here as a visitor, and you want to be part of this dynamic congregation, come on down. They'd love to have you. You cannot miss by joining this church. It is an awesome family of God that is at work doing kingdoms, uh, kingdom jobs throughout the world. But.
8: I want to speak to you in a moment about mission opportunities, but you've heard the plea. Um, I want to invite you to stand. And if you know that you need Christ in your life, and from this point on, you want to follow Christ <clears throat> wherever he leads you, whatever that means. For some people, that will mean, obviously, being the best husband, wife, there are in your, your marriage and family. For others here, God may be calling somebody to missions and ministry in a distant part of the world. But whatever it means to say, here am I, Lord, I'm yours. If you're ready to follow Christ, we're going to invite you, uh, as soon as we begin singing, uh, you come forward and say, Pastor, pray with me. I need Christ in my life. I need my sins washed away. But now I need to also live for God's purposes and His agenda and plan for my life. Wherever he leads, I'll go. You come forward.